Welcome back. This is episode sitting on the faux foes, number four of the Tusta City podcast. I am one half of the podcast. I am Fax Mercury, aka currently my Twitter name is HP Wear Some Gloves Crash. Shout out all the weird horror people that get that reference. And I'm joined here today by the good brother, my brother, the, uh, the other half of this podcast, the co-host. Introduce You're- yourself. You already know it's your boy Twin 4K, Twin 4 Keezy, your boy TVZ on deck, pulled up, aka Mike Fleming. You already know your boy Mike Fleming. I've switched towns from Chicago to Ozark to smuggle the goods. You already know what time Don it is. Don DeMarco, right? Marco. Don DeMarco, you already know what time we on, son. Loaded Lux. This is all first verse. We all, all, <laughs> all, all first, first, first verse, bro. But yeah, we here, man. We having a good time during our quarantine. What is this week? Uh, what is this week four, I think? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't even know no more. Honestly, I look, I look, I wake up, I look I up, don't know. and I just don't even know what time it is. I don't know. Time, what day time is irrelevant to me. The concept of time doesn't exist. Like oh, I, I, feel, I understand how primitive uh, human beings lived when they were just the only footnote of time was where the sun was. You're like, okay, <laughs> the sun's directly above me. All right, I still got some time left to do whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what we've been on. You know, at least during. Uh, at from the onset of this and pretty much to this point, you know, like at this point, I just want it to be over. I don't know when I see the end or if the end is coming, but I definitely want it to be over. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like it's just been a crazy time. Like I'm doing all right to like stave off like the isolations, but I think it's just like, like wow, I'm really home. Like this is just mm-hmm. what I do now. Like I'm just here for like. It makes you realize, like, if you're doing something of too much or if you're home too much, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's kind of weird that you feel weird in your own home. You're kind of like, all right, give me the fuck out this damn place. Like, yeah. that's supposed to be the one place that you really enjoy. Like, exactly. You go home. But even home, you get sick of this shit. You're like, give me the fuck out of here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's pretty much been, like, my whole, like, feelings about this, too. It's like, you know, usually when you're home, like, there's there's a feeling about what I, like, I, I usually just say, I you know, when I'm home and I'm just being lazy and I'm not necessarily being, you know, productive in any specific way. Uh, you know, like it, there's a certain feeling that comes with it. You know, you you feel you might feel ashamed, but at the same time, you're like, you know what? I went up, I got up, just like I think we talked about two episodes ago. You know, yeah. you went to work, you're able to lay back, you know, just play a video game, watch television, however you you get to spend your off time. You know, you feel good about it. But right now, like, you know, when I'm four hours in on a stream and then I do it two times in a day, so I stream for eight hours in a day and I played video games, <laughs> you know, maybe for twelve hours because <laughs> I did another four outside of that eight hour stream, you know, like when you really find yourself just not doing, you know, anything or doing the same thing over and over and over day in, day out, it just becomes a long drag on process that is just like, you, you, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like that I'm losing the appreciation or I'm losing the love for doing what I'm doing every day now, but I yeah. definitely have learned to appreciate what I was doing, whether it was, yeah. you know, uh, deciding whether or not I wanted to go to the gym or, you know, right. the freedom you know, of movement. The, the freedom of movement is so crazy, man. Like, you know, I, you know, I, for all the, the shit that we talk about it, man, to go on the ferry right now, I, I, I'm not getting on no damn ferry, but to get on the ferry, to go to work and just get on the train and, and it be dirty, but clean in a way, I don't understand know if that even makes sense but it'd be dirty and clean at the same time like this the freedom of being able to move around without one like it's crazy 
like thinking like, that you contracted you the deadly virus, you know, like it's just yeah. insane. You could move around right now, but half the places you want to go is all closed. So mm-hmm. it's it's not the obviously it's not the same, but it just has this eerie feeling like I'm going out, but I my destiny uh the point of me going out is either to get supplies basically mm-hmm. like this fucking resident evil or some shit or to mm-hmm. to break up the monotony of being at home that's the it, only reason you're going exactly. outside yeah you pretty have to much. Go to work you know pretty much yeah and even then know. that feels weird because obviously there's gonna be less people on the train than you normally feel mm-hmm. it, it, i would just feel yeah it just feels so strange. yeah no it's, it's a very strange time to be outside right now you know and like even you know when, when you hit on that topic you know, me as somebody who likes to take photos, sometimes I do still get the itch. I, I'll find myself, I'll give you a, a, hey, babe, you know what? I'm going out for an hour or two. I'm just going to go take some pictures somewhere. You know, it's empty roads. Yeah. I'm just going to drive around, you know, have me a good time, you know, and just get some fresh air. And while legally, you know, I'm not breaking any laws, you know, I'm not crowding with anybody. It's me by myself with my cameras, social distancing. I'm fine. It, it just feels very weird. You almost feel ashamed and you know, like when the cops, like you, you, like literally all you'll see is like a yeah. bunch of police officers on the street and, you know, they might even start looking at you like, what are you doing out like right now? Are you yeah. going to a market? Are you going to a pharmacy, the hospital? You know, what are you doing? And you, like, it's so funny, like just the, the, the feeling of feeling ashamed for doing that. Cause like a uh, random story, I actually was on social media and I saw somebody like tweeting something and it's so, it's so funny how like the world is so small, like something you might've just saw they might be referring to it. It's like so small circles, Staten Island at least. So these two dudes, at least that we used to go to high school with, I don't want to like name them and like make them feel ashamed. But bro, they were straight up like just not practice social distancing. They were linking, smoking blunts on IG. I think it was Facebook Live, drinking like like together, bro. And then this dude was like drunken, like drunkenly, like rambling on talking about bro, yeah, yeah, you know we we. We're the healthiest dudes on Staten Island, man. You know, I've oh, I've been washing God. my hands. I've been washing my hands. I, dude, and I, I kid you not, three minutes earlier in the video, not even, maybe even 30 seconds earlier, before he started rambling on, he had, he had given this dude a pound with his hand, right? Talking about, <laughs> I sterilized this straw, picked up the straw that he was drinking with, with that hand that he just shook his hand with, and put it right back into the cup and kept drinking <laughs> Like, yo, I'm telling you, man, people are just like the, the act of being ashamed. When I saw the tweet, she was just like, yo, bro, I am real life ashamed in who I just saw on this live. And I'm and I'm just sitting there like to myself, too. Like, damn, like I am ashamed for these guys, too, for like, look like, yeah. you know, for what are y'all doing, bro? Y'all, shit like that. Yeah. You just look like idiots right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and even us, you know, we made that decision. Hey, like, all right, we're going to continue the podcast. And thankfully, we're smart enough to be able to continue our podcast remotely. You know, a lot of people yeah. still need the help of, you know, the other people to do those things. But for us, you know, we made the decision. All right, we're not going to sit next to each other and do the video aspects anymore because we got to be responsible. We have to set a, yeah. an example for, you know, just the people that are seeing us online. And, you know, right. I, it's crazy. You know, people need to really be cognizant of that. So give me all the art. So it's all good. Mm-hmm, exactly. You already know, son. Give you the facts via vocals. You already know. <laughs> so, all right. So, mm-hmm. without being too depressing, yeah, I guess we off that, on. right? <laughs> let's get <laughs> off that. Talk about this shit from hell forever. Yeah, we can talk about this shit. Forever. That's our mini Corona yeah. update. I guess we've been doing yeah. that every episode for a little five minutes. Then, it's it's minutes too back. hard to like try to skip past it. Like, okay, welcome mm-hmm. to the podcast. Okay, so yeah, it would be ignorant to ignore in the room. Yeah. I think it would be legitimately ignorant. Like people would be like, dude, they're sitting here acting as if 
you know, the world's not ending outside. I think everybody talks about it every single second of the day. It right makes now. it, you know, it's not to normal. It is to normalize it, or it's also to like break up the anxiety. Like it's, mm. I don't want to make it taboo. Like you can't say the coronavirus yeah. is the boogeyman. And you know, I'm trying to add some satire worse. to it. Yeah, this shit is affecting everybody's mental health. So you gotta mm. discuss it, or you gotta, you know, open up that channel so other people could be like, yeah, no, nah, this shit is crazy. Some people yeah. are trying to, you know. I'm trying to Dave Chappelle it. in some way, yeah, you know, exactly. Make it exactly. funny, make it funny, yep. you know, but take it serious exactly. at the same time. Exactly. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So going into that, um, yo, let's go with the NBA doing this 2K shit. Um, I actually, you know what? I don't know, man. I, it's, it's so funny, man, that it's, it, it was like a thing that Twitter made up and then NBA just got right on it. Like they needed to, I feel like, you know what? It is good. It's great for the fans. And I, I like that. You know, the NBA is trying their hardest as, as well as like sports media to try and give people at home something to to do, you know, during this time. You know, you're locked inside, just like you said, all the time. You know, it, it really is maddening after a while if there's nothing to watch and or do. So I think that with the NBA doing this 2K thing, it's, it's kind of like it, it is fun. Um, I just hope that everybody who's playing is good because I didn't get to watch any games, but I, I know I did any of them. Yeah, I didn't watch any of them yet, but I did see um, that. I think it was, I forgot who played. Was it, uh, I know Pat Bev played. I forgot who Pat Bev played, but somebody lost by 40. I don't remember who it was. But somebody, no, Trey Young 40 piece somebody. I don't know who Damn. he 40 But I, you know, I don't want to see that. Like, that's not what we were watching on the NBA. Like, yeah, you know, you would see uncompetitive <laughs> basketball, like, but, you know, you weren't seeing teams get 40 piece or 50 piece every night. Like, I don't want to see that. And that is typically what happens on 2K when the skill level, just isn't, is that you know, high? isn't even. Yeah, if it's not even. And, you know, Trey Young is a young boy, so you know he's going to be. You nice. know. Yeah, you he's know playing he's playing his game. out of that game. Facts. He, you know, he caught a couple war zone wins under his belt, too. He's on Call of Duty. Yeah. He's a young boy, you know, so he's going to play these boy. games. He's playing them shits. He's like, oh, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But so, yeah. I'm going to grind for this 97 on 2K. <laughs> Exactly. I got like mad builds, all ninety nine maxed out and shit. Like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it definitely could be interesting. Like, I definitely think, you, yeah, you know, I mean, hey, use it to finish out the season. Let's see uh, who wins a title. Why not? And you know, if we could get some competitive games, I'm all for that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, how it, um, to finish out the season? They were talking about having the season start again by June. Like, what do you think of that? Do you think like the season's a wash? Or, like, should they actually do try to salvage it? Because, you know, that means it probably they're going to have to play without fans in the stands. Um, I think um, I think they I think they should try and salvage it, to be honest, if they can. Uh, I think uh, who made a good point? I think I was watching it probably if it wasn't first take, it was a get up. They somebody made a good point just arguing the notion um, that, you know, at the end of the day, they it is their job to. To also just play basketball. I'm like, I don't want to be insensitive in saying it. Obviously, you want to make sure they're doing it as healthily and as safely as possible. If there's a way for them to safely isolate all the people that are central to host the games. And, you know, I, I know they keep trying to make the push for essential family members, et cetera. I don't think that's going to work, personally. I just think, you know, you once you got to understand just with the individual person, and I hate to continue onto this coronavirus talk, but this is just literally an example of what we're talking about. It hits everything. So with the individual person, when you consider how many people they pretty much come in contact with on a daily basis, you know, it's almost impossible to control, you know, how many 
like, you know, like the people that the NBA players are going to bring or they're going to consider their essential family. You don't really, you you don't want to even risk that. So to me, yo, get the NBA players, get the coaches, get the essential, pretty much game officials and uh, personnel and host the games. Have them play out the season. If you can isolate and allow them to, to do it safely, yeah, why not? But, you know, by June, do I think it's reasonable? What is it, April now? Probably not. I'll be entirely honest. I, I just don't see us being able to, like, like completely stop the transmission. Because, like, in my yeah. wholehearted belief, I do think it's like, all right, even if we can flatten the curve, right, to the point where we're not, like, spreading um, to the point where it's, like, over no exponential growth. Yeah, it's not you know, like peak. There's the same amount every day or something. Exactly, like and then you know, even like the idea of the the amount of deaths it stabilizes. It's not as you know stark as it used to be, or it's not as high as it is every single day right now. Um, pretty much what we want to do is you you just want to go ahead and like just really consider this. If we don't get the vaccine, people are just gonna get sick again. Like that's really just what's happening yeah. in China. Like China was supposed to reopen it right now, right? And yeah. they're sitting here reconsidering, all right, we can't reopen because people are getting sick again. Or the asymptomatic people that we thought are, are, are fine, you know, all right, now they're getting reinfected and maybe they're not as sick as they used to be. So they're walking around reinfecting people. It, it really just becomes a whole repeat, if not, and it can become even worse than it was. So that's why it, people are people aren't getting that it's going to be that way. Like, uh-huh. it's not no shit that it's, oh, it's on the decline that it's safe to come out. No, no, it has to completely die before anybody is, or before the world goes back to normal. Cause if not, mm-hmm. we're back to fucking square one and yeah. you've literally eliminated months of people being on quarantine. That's why it's important for motherfuckers to stay inside mm-hmm. unless you are an essential worker. Don't go see your mans. Don't, don't do this. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Cause don't go you're literally yeah. extending the time that everybody's going to be in home. You want that mm-hmm. shit. I know you're tired of being out, you know, being in the crib, but the, the more that you can tolerate it being in one sitting, then that's it. We done with the shit. But if the, yeah. you step outside the crib, whoever you get in contact, boom. Then mm-hmm. you just you literally like, repeat it. It's literally like it's like me and you just as a perfect example. If I'm sick right now, right, I go 13 days and then on the 14th day, you know, I'm not sick. And then you know, you know, you get sick. The like, and then I go meet up with you and I get sick again, right? And then you get unsick, but then by the time I relink up with you, I'm still sick. So you get sick again. It just keeps repeating. You know, and then I keep passing it to whoever I'm with. And it's just like big game of tag. That's essentially what it's this tag, coronavirus yep. is. Yeah, it's it's a big game of tag. And it's and gonna like, be tagged with less and less people because if you don't stay inside, mm-hmm. you could cause somebody to die. I know that exactly. sounds completely dire, but there was a situation in Korea where they had like 32 people who had it and they were all self-quarantined, boom, did their thing. The 33rd person did not self-quarantine, and they could, I kid you not, tie like a 1,000 cases of coronavirus mm. back to that single individual. Yeah. they li- Because like, you did exactly. some dumb shit. You thought you were good money, and you thought it was a joke, and now mm. you're responsible for a 1,000 people getting it, and a percentage of that, 3%, I believe they said it was, that is like three people. You killed like three people off of volition of you stepping outside thinking shit is sweet. Shit is crazy. Yeah. That was definitely bad math, but... Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't even, yeah, I get the yeah. point for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like when you consider that and you just really, real, realistically just take that in, like, you know, to me, make the decision, stay home, you know, just really take this serious. There's this no point in not taking it serious. Like, there's really no nothing to do outside right now. When I tell you I've 
literally driven around the island or, you know, just tried to, I've actually tried to just see what's up, like to see what's going on. There's nobody outside. There's literally nobody outside to just stay ass at home This and, and just get over it. Really find a way to occupy your time. And, and honestly, you have to get over it. That's really gotta, what we got to do. Right got to move through it. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Got to move through it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, you think that yeah, the season is pretty much done? Yeah. I think so, too. I, mean, I think it's I think just... Because yeah. got to make an exception for it. Exactly. You know, unless they're going to make an exception. And I think you just hit the, the nail on the head. Like, are they going to, you know, maybe remove maybe the summer games or the preseason of next year? Or maybe, ex- like cut off a certain number of games. You have to make an exception somehow by alternating some aspect of maybe next year, you know, to give the players some time off, maybe after the the extended year of this a season from this year, you know, because I know like it's basically like, you know, when they do the financial lockouts because they don't have the, the NBA player contracts, you know, mm-hmm. they were able to just do the 40 game NBA season. They played half the season, still crowned a title. They, they did everything like it was a regular year. And, you know, whether yeah. or not anybody considers that an asterisk year, you know, I, I don't. I thought it was still fine. It's and what was the 66, 66 games that season? Yeah, I think it was like 60-something games, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was the, when the Heat went in 2012, when, right? Exactly, when the Heat went to yeah. the title. I, I considered that a regular season. To me, it was just, you know, they was arguing for Four their rights. Games. You know, they had, they had their yeah. right, you know, to do it. So, like, do the same thing for next year. Just cut off half of the season, you know, where you, you, we were supposed to be playing maybe the preseason, you know, make that, you know, like, all right, five to ten games of the the rest of this season and then the NBA playoffs, and then the rest of the time off, um, or at least for the start of that NBA season next year, you just give them time off, you know, allow them to recuperate, allow them to get the help back. I think the biggest challenge, though, and I think where the NBA is just reluctant to even take action on doing something like that is that you, you still have Olympic basketball to worry about unless they're going to just completely Ooh, axe Olympic nah, sports. Yeah, Olympic sports is probably finished. Yeah, I think it's done, yeah. And then <laughs> they just got to wait for a couple years. Yeah. Yep, you're just going to have to either make it next year mm-hmm. and then, you know, it'll just be three-year gap. But, yeah, yeah. I think so with basketball. Honestly, I think what this, this does for basketball is prove to them that I'm right and the season should be moved to December. Yeah, just no. play it and so that it plays through to, like, June. Because I, it sucks that there's nothing to fucking watch in the summer. I'm sorry, I ain't watching no fucking baseball, geez. Yeah, no nah, disrespect. I'm, I'm, I, I'm yeah. you know, like it's too, boring. it's too boring. It's some shit you throw on in the background, mm-hmm. and you do some shit else, and you come back like, oh shit, Yankees up two zero, crazy. Or yeah. you hear the crack of the bat, so you turn around, you're like, oh shit, home run. Mm. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, no that's disrespect. Like I know people's into the shit, but that's just my feelings. But anyway, so I think. They should move, start the season in December and then have it go into like June or July or some shit. And then we have the fucking uh, the finals in the summer. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm entirely with that. That would be fine. I, I honestly think that would be entirely dope. Because then uh, All-Star Weekend gets shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. October to April is what? That's no. October to February is how many months? That's five uh, that's months, four, right? That's four, four to five months, yeah. Four to five months. So if you start it in December, then four to five months, at least in April or May mm-hmm. for the All-Star game. Yeah. That's much better than fucking... Remember when Twitter. that shit was in Toronto and it was literally uh-huh. handing motherfuckers in the NBA Canada goose jackets? Like, yo, here, it's cold. My fault, it's yo. stupid <laughs> break out there. Yeah, like, come on, son. <laughs> so... Yeah. Nah, I mean, I think I think they just have, like, a lot on there. Like you know, unfortunately, they they are at the mercy of of the the health of the world. Really, like they they are in the same boat as everybody. 
You know, we're really in the shithole right now, you know, for lack of better terms. Like, we really need to figure out what what are, what are we going to do about, you know, stabilizing this thing? Because, like, you know, if the moment, if we're too hasty about trying to return to, to, to normal function, we literally can spell extinction, like, as dramatic as that sounds. Like, that's yeah. just really what we're facing at this rate, because... You know, once we play enough tag, just like you said, the numbers are just going to keep dwindling down until everybody's dead, you know, as crazy. And as you know, I, I say it so simply, but it's it's so wild. Like I remember four weeks ago, you know, we 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 scoffed at the idea of New York City being shot. Down, you know, nobody being outside, you know, us not being able to travel around them, limiting our movement. This shit is really like real like this stuff. Can yeah. Happen. I know it's not a quarantine, but this is mm. no different than a quarantine to the mm. average person. Other yeah. than very essential people, you have to stay home. Yeah. You can only get the shit. Quarantine is you can't leave for jack shit. Mm. But, you know, you have the freedom to do this, but you still have to be inside if you're not going to do either of those things. Like, mm. you know, something it, it, they're they're giving civil fines some motherfuckers down. So basically yeah. there's some lawful implication of please stay home. Like it's it's no longer a suggestion. It's a... Listen here, pal. Get your ass inside, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here, pal. Yeah, nah, they're not playing. And I know I'm definitely not trying to get fined for fucking, like, being outside four or $500 fine. That's insane. No, it's for no standing outside? No I think in Jersey, Jersey, I think that I've seen an article where this family, they had, like, a small wedding or something like that. Or even it was, like, a small like a small party for, like, a family or something like that. It was, like, 10 people you? outside. Yo, the cops pulled up and fined, like, 10 different people at the party like it was it was rightfully. crazy dude. rightfully so man like stop playing with them when nobody wants to nobody wants to die from this shit nobody wants to die so just Not take it serious y'all thanks soul. yeah take it seriously <laughs> so anyways in lighter news last <laughs> yeah. week we discussed the ig live battles mm. but this week we got some other types of battles. Like it was a lot of, you know, different types of battles, but I feel like this week more emphasized other types of battles, songwriting battles or, you know, production, not necessarily like crafting the beat entirely, but mm. you know, like it, it, it felt more of just songwriters or artists comparing their works uh, back and forth. So what mm. do you think of that shift or just incorporating that now? Now it feels like the, the, uh, the industry is in self realizes like what it is. Yeah, I think the the industry has kind of realized overall what they have tapped into. Um, you know, just in terms of being able to garner the public's attention right now uh through sound. And you know, they I think they've been doing a pretty good job. Like I like the the whole idea of these IG live battles. Um, you know, just like you said the clarification of the type of battles that are occurring too, I think are pretty important, you know, who's actually, you know, performing hits versus who's actually, you know, making beats. You know, producers versus songwriters, artists versus artists, you know, or people just um, curating playlists, whose playlist is better. You know, there's a lot of different type of interactions that are going on right now online. And I th- I just think it's cool to see. I like it. That's fair. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Have, uh, what about you? Like, what do you think about it? Um, like, have you been I locked in? Because I, I actually feel like I don't know if I've really... Seen you like on them already, or at least I'm, tweeting about them, you know? I don't really tweet about it too much because, in all honesty, like I don't watch them. Like, like I appreciate mm. the concept of it. Now mm. I know, like, you know, what I said last time, like, do it live. That's whatever. But mm. this time it's more of like, 
you're just like I, I see the artists realizing like what this could do for their streams and bolster that like you're basically reinvigorating the market for you because you're going to get people tuned in or somebody's going to hear about it they're going to tune in find it enjoyable which is fine and you know start looking at the person's music so of mm -hmm. course like I see now there's a possible business aspect or just I don't know some sort of marketing for that but like in all honesty I'm like it's cool but it's just mm -hmm. not for me because personally, when I watch it or like hear about it, I'm like, it's basically two guys is playing the shit that they've done. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nothing new. You're it's just you guys are DJing your own shit. Basically, you're just playing your own music. So, like, yeah. it's a cool experience to be a part of. And I spoke about this with Ruth and she was like, oh, you know, it's nostalgia. I'm, it's, you know, like it gets people thinking again. I'm like, yeah, that's so it's basically you're not looking at what you you know, what you are right now. You're you're tugging on people's nostalgia strings. You know, mm -hmm. people like this song. So you're just playing this shit again. Like, yeah. so like, it's cool. And I'm I'm happy people are able to find a way to enjoy something like throughout all this or to like look forward to or discuss. However people use it. I, I just don't like the shit person. That's why yeah. I, I just, I'm like, whatever about them. Like, uh, ooh, I feel you. I see your market. I'm just not that demographic. Now I respect it. Now that, I mean, look, I think, you know, honestly, that's a honest opinion. I feel like, you know, everybody's just been kind of, you know, Locked in on it and, you know, kind of just been vocal. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, that song is hot and this is hot. You know, like not anybody has been kind of like the, I don't want to say the uh, the devil's advocate because it's not really a devil's advocate stance. It's just an opinion, you know. Yeah, you know, that's nice. You know, you I heard those songs and when I heard those songs, those were hot. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really want to hear them now. I would have went on the Apple Music and listened to the song if I wanted to hear that song. <laughs> you know, so you don't really... You know, you're not really a fan. And I, you know, I respect that. Like, even me, myself, I feel like I'm not, you know, I feel like we kind of had that conversation even in pre-prod just now. It was just, yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, I, I haven't, I wasn't listening, for instance, to the Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. I didn't lock in on that one. But, you know, I kind of just seen the interactions with it and, you know, saw the songs that they played on that list afterwards. But, you know, just the fact that it's occurring, though, it, it, I think it's cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I am a fan of it. And, um, and I will continue to tune in. I, and I did tune in, uh, I guess, on that note to the T-Pain and Little John one. I think, what was it, yesterday? I don't even remember. Yeah. It, just like I said, I don't even know the days anymore. But I feel like yeah. that was I, that one was pretty dope. I know they did the Neo versus, uh, I think it was Jonta Austin, I think is his name. Uh, John, yeah. Jonta. That shit was pretty dope. So, like, I know there was some pretty dope ones. Like, some of these, like... Yeah interactions and these battles that are going on have been pretty hot like the, the presentation of the battles is what bothers me but the concept is fine because i like that kind of conversation musically like you know me like i i listen to music i go deep diving into it so having mm. those conversations of oh who does who better like yeah it, the versus the versus conversations exactly like mm. i like that and usually it ends up being like if you're appreciative of music like you want it, it there's so many different contextual ways that that question could be phrased you know mm -hmm. when you're saying like who's better it could be who's the better who's better hits or bigger hits whose songs you remember more whose production of their tracks are better or who's a better songwriter so like it's cool when you have these artists because you're you're getting you know you can judge it however you want to like somebody could say this but really they mean like i think they had bigger hits Mm -hmm. Or somebody could say, you know, in some cases is no, this person was completely better at all of these facets. Like, I take it seriously because I, I like those kinds of conversations. Like, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, people not thinking that deep because motherfuckers mm -hmm. is talking about people battling Quincy mm -hmm. Jones. <laughs> nah, Are y'all yeah. crazy? Yeah, yeah crazy. Yeah, some of these names. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind. Quincy Jones followed all of these world. dudes, you know? 
is going against Quincy Jones. Yeah, Quincy nobody. Jones got like 29 Grammys. Yeah, and I nobody. know it's not just the awards, but we're talking about this man started in the 50s. Yeah. And nobody then started working with Sinatra. Mm-hmm. He was working with Mike Jack on Thriller like 25, 30 years into his fucking career. Yeah. And then made hits again. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he got like a legit like 50-year career. That's yeah, that's nah. crazy. Imagine being nice at something for 50 years. Yeah. You you gotta be there's not really this there's maybe I don't even know what kind of name. There's a few, there's not even really many names that you could even mention in the same breath as Quincy it's, Jones. Because Quincy Jones done it all. He did film composition, he'd work jazz, he did funk, he did pop. Mm-hmm. You know, like the shit that he wrote. Like the only people I could possibly compare to is like, I don't know, Stevie, because Stevie or, or like Prince, those guys had mm-hmm. like Music or such a, so much songwriting ability that they were literally like giving other people shit. Like here, yeah. I wrote this shit. It's it's done. Just sing it. Just <laughs> sing it. The instruments. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Morris Day in the time that band is literally Prince music. He's just like, nah, here y'all go. Yeah, here's, here's, here's some throwaways. Throwaways, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with this. Maybe it'll benefit you. So like, imagine <laughs> that, that caliber. Like these people are at that caliber. Like it just oozes out of you. So, yeah. like, there's very few people that, like, me... The only one I could see that, like, cross multiple genres is Pharrell. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, Pharrell, he, yeah, he's, he's super talented. Forget about and it. And that, I guess that's a good segue to go into uh, for the, the faded battle that people were, are keep mentioning, Kanye versus Pharrell. Kanye versus Pharrell. I mean, yo, that, that one, oh, man, son, I feel like... Yeah, you know how you always talk about like, yo, what if LeBron hit that that or hit the or hit did the, the dunk, dunk the and dunk shattered over the... reality as we know it? And he <laughs> that dunk on Draymond Green in Game Seven in 2016, the world, yo, we would have been catapulted into like several other dimensions. <laughs> dimensions, yo, the reality that would have existed after that finish would have been, been utopia, bro. It <laughs> We're living yo. in the worst. Oh my god! I remember exactly how high I jumped off the sofa when I thought he dumped that. I almost threw my head through the roof. Like it was so, I screamed so loud thinking that he finished that dunk. It was the craziest attempt I've ever seen in my life. With breath, like I jumped up. I was just like, I thought I was looking at the face of God. Oh you know, man! Like yo, know, nobody would have been able to tell me shit like that yo. year. Like I would like earlier. Like I was like, yeah, I kind of fuck with LeBron, whatever. Like I didn't agree with the decision or how he did it. So I was one of those people. I was like, eh, LeBron, you know, he's always full of himself. Mm-hmm. And but that year, that 2016 year, I was like, bro, this man is incredible. Like, yeah, he I gained just, my respect. He gained my yeah, respect. Like, I really him. like you know had to turn it off like the bias and look back and be like, nah. Nah, you're really great. Does is incredible. Yeah. And so seeing that, like, if you would have finished that dunk, I would have been like, he's gone. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. man. But so, I guess not to yeah, sidetrack yeah. too far off of that. Right, right, right. Um, versus, right. But to, yeah, pretty much to see that battle, that would be the equivalence of seeing like something like that occur. Like, the, I, I don't even know. I'm so split because those are probably two of the, two of the most influential music, musical acts, at least to me like period of of the last 20 years i think like they've influenced so much like from behind the scenes and in front of the scenes like you know what i'm saying like whether it's art fashion um music sound i I mean like it it just and it's still from today from the 90s till today it's like 
Yo, those two, like, if they battle, oh, my God. I, I can't even... There's just so much thoughts that I have behind it. And I honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm definitely a self-admitted Kanye fan. And I know, like, I, I honestly, Pharrell, I, I think would probably have him. But I don't know. I, I really do think it would be close. Because Kanye is definitely, I think, slept on, unfortunately, for some reason. Do you know what it is that, for me, that puts Pharrell over Ye? Because if I don't know if, if you consider Neptune's discography... The reason mm-hmm. why I say that is because from 2000 to 2002, the Neptunes were everywhere. I'm talking mm-hmm. about they had songs with Britney. They had songs like Kelly Clarkson. Like, they jumped over borders and still had their foothold in hip-hop. Like, mm-hmm. they were no, just that's a fact. side of the radio. No, so, that's like, a fact. if you consider that to be a part of it, then that immediately, because Kanye's never had a, a level of success where, like, you're dominating multiple airways. Like, two no, different demographics. And you're talking about like worldwide, like boom, these people are listening to either this or this, and it's still us. But like, that's not to say that's just talking about hits wise. Yeah, now, exactly. The technicality of their production. Exactly. In all, in all honesty, like if I remove Pharrell from his Neptune's influence, like over the years, he's declined. I mean, yeah, he's declined as a producer too, but I feel like Pharrell's like falling into this weird space. Exactly. Like, like, I don't yeah. really know what's going on. And like, and it's different for Kanye that I feel like his production has slipped off. I just think, like, I don't know. He just, he just be doing whatever. Yo, and like, like sometimes it's, this is not for me, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I, I feel like, yo, with Kanye West right now, like, and I honestly, I wholeheartedly 100% agree with everything you just said. Like, when you consider his Neptune's production, if if you are going to include that, then yes, like, it, it's going to be a rough day for Yeah, I'm not going to front. Like, he's not going to be able to cross over the same way. You know, Pharrell's gonna be able to cross over across his records, but yeah. you know, what's the goalpost? And I think that's a really good question. You know, I think between the different type of hits, and that's why I made a actually a pretty um, big notation on just the importance of clarifying what type of battle is it. Are we comparing our hits? Are we gonna compare the technicalities of our production? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we really gonna grade the 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 pretty much the scorecard? What's the scorecard really gonna be judged upon? Because Kanye, I think he could survive, don't get me wrong, in any realm. But at the same time, if we talking hits, I mean, like, yo, Ye, I mean, first of all, we got to just look at the acts. Who's the bigger artist between the two? Like, Ye definitely got way more hits. Like, this dude is a hit maker. He's a bona fide hit maker. That's why everybody fuck with him in the industry. That's why everybody works with him in the industry. Because they know when you work with Ye, it's going to be a hit regardless of just, it don't matter what it is. It's just going to be a hit. Like, it's just a, uh, it's almost like that Drake cheat code. He was a Drake cheat code for a really long time. And, you know, you know when you consider that and then the same thing, you say the technicality of the beats, like when you hear some shit like Jesus Walks, like, or some shit like Through the Wire, like, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like, it, it, you really got to be like, damn, like, nah, this nigga, he, he, he gonna, he gonna, <laughs> he gonna hold it down. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you look at, just like you said, the production over the years, you know, I shit. I was just re-listening to Pusha T's shit that, that he produced, and I was just like, bro, like, Ye really made this album the same year. It was a seamless album. Yeah, it, like, it, he made that shit. You're like, whoop! It just and, loops. And, and it hits so perfectly on what you just said. It's like, Ye, he. It's like, yo, he just knows he be on some bullshit. He just be like trolling. He be like, yo, you know, what? I'm gonna let these niggas think that I can't produce no more, and I'm gonna drop the hardest rap album this year, and then <laughs> I'm gonna just and I'm gonna still be on my bullshit. Like that's. He's he's a he's a weird cornball for behaving like that, but at the same time, I'm not gonna lie. I, hats off, he, he's a talented guy. Like I definitely, I got a, a very big love and a hate relationship with that guy. And like 
that's a perfect example of why. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll show that you have great talent and then you'll go and drop that shitty ass album, yay. Like, it's just like, it don't make no sense to me. <laughs> Yo, and like, that brings you to like a greater note of that, like, because I do love yay. Now, like, after, like I said, uh, after 2016, I, that nigga's different. Yeah, that's, yeah he's different. Well, universe, Kanye. But, <laughs> and, um, like, Kanye in the, the version of him that I love is like the most progressive like hip hop artist like because every album you're like what the fuck is going on like and what's crazy is that late registration is like my favorite a album but somebody pointed out to me that it's his most safe sonically safe album because it does sound really similar to college dropout Mm. strings like it's it doesn't venture too far but every album after that has been such a crazy departure Mm. like you, you have no idea what to expect from it yeah, because and I, that's what I love about him. Out, you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You're like, what is this man doing? Right. And like, Pharrell can kind of be progressive, but like his production style, like, is mostly feeling based. Like, not mm-hmm. to say Ye's isn't, but like, he he feels out a lot of the same rhythms. Like, he he's trying to go for a specific groove, and I feel like he gravitates to certain types of rhythms more because he wants to emulate that groove. And it's basically mm-hmm. like, yeah, but this shit is nice. I'm not gonna go against it i'm just gonna use it again mm-hmm. yeah and so. I, I mean i think that like and you, you like that works but for both of them you know they just like you said they both have their way of like you know developing their own sound and their own style and you know like i think for me like just the thing and i think the thing that a lot of people are kind of like just downplaying about that competition between the two you know and i think the perfect example is like you know something like happy like look at happy and how huge that record was for pharrell it's a very weird track from Fucking from somebody phone, to me yeah. that made fronting with Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's such a, a, a different change in style, but that's a super smash hit happy. When you look at that and then you know, consider some shit like from 808s that Kanye made, it's just different types of sound. And that when you compare, you know, late registration Kanye to 808 Kanye to, you know, even uh, the life of Pablo Kanye, you know, and so on and so forth. Like, look, bro, son, the gospel bag, son. Like, Kanye can get into a gospel bag, and that shit is legitimately hard, though. I'm not even going to front. Like, it's not even, like, it's trash, like, music. Like, I don't listen to gospel, but that shit is hard. Like, It does come full circle. If you think about college dropout and, like, the elements, he's kind of just going back to what he used to do. Yeah, like... uh, 2019 or 2020 kind of way 2019 2020 kind of way so you know like i think like if they did like just to it culminate that at least that specific matchup if they did go to like bro that shit would be incredible like the journey through sound that you would hear between those two it would be incredible it would you be incredible as the times changed and yeah you hear people's different influence yeah um, that but, would, i think a more level if we're just talking technicality, one I would want to see honestly more than that is Timbo Pharrell. Yeah, I, I could actually, I could fuck with that too. Timbo Pharrell, that would be hard. Because they both did cross over in multiple genres. Mm. So like, I definitely feel, and they're both VA guys, and but I feel like they both have that that uh, same type of uh, idea in mind. Like when they produce, like I'm trying to create a feeling. Like I want to mm. get something out. Like, and it, cause you can hear like every, both, both the shit they do is very like, and when you're, all right. So when you're a producer, right. When you, uh, in order to keep things on time, there's a tool that you could use called quantize. And basically like it snaps it to the mathematical grid of the tempo. So if you're mm-hmm. at 128 and you just play some shit and it's not on beat, then quantize would like basically magnetize it so that it's on beat. Like everything is on beat. 
like 100% on beat. So mm-hmm. like neither of them really like they do use it, but they put a little bounce to it. So like mm-hmm. meaning like not all of the, the notes in the song are like mathematically like on beat. So mm-hmm. like it makes his bounce. So like it's a human imperfection, but because of that, like it gives both of the shit that they make like a bounce. So I feel like they go for that more. Yay doesn't like he does that, but like not to that extent. And that's why I feel like both of them probably match better, like sonically to have that kind of battle. Yeah, no, I, I definitely rock with that. I mean, that that matchup would be incredible. I think there's so many like hit makers and artists, like producers that would be good because I, I don't even know randomly. Like I forgot um, whose name I, I got. I saw it got tossed in that basket, but I think it was Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree had a lot of oh, hits from okay. ATL because he. Yeah. I mean, he had hella hits, man. I'm not gonna front like he had a lot man. of hits. There's a lot so, of artists like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like who else? Uh, who else I got here? Because I got my little docket right here. But I got um, I mean, you know, artist wise, like if you even see, I would love to see Drake in that mix. I'm not even gonna front. You know, obviously, you know, I don't know if he has any production credits of any kind, but you know, just as a writer, like Drake has written some incredible songs. Like, like I think didn't he write um he wrote wrote Unthinkable with Unthinkable with Alicia Keys. Like that's a great song that he's written. So like you know he has the talent to write phenomenal tracks. And has, I mean, forget about it. You've you seen the run he was on. Like, we all know the, the run Drake went on. Like, he has hits for days. So he could match up with anybody. Uh, thinking, well, I got Diddy versus Dre, East versus West. That shit would be dope. Like, just for, like, their foot, footprints in the game. Like, as a, I feel like, because DJ, like, didn't, did he used to DJ? Like, or disc jockey back then? Like, he used to DJ a little bit, all right? Or my tweaking. I don't know nothing about that, but I don't know. Like I know he used to like do something with the or at least he'd be on that now. Like he'd definitely be trying to bullshit on that. Uh damn, I'm trying to think. Who else would I want to see in all honesty? Mm. Uh <laughs> someone said murder beats versus Kenny beats or murder beats versus Kenny beats, and I'm like, they don't make the same kind of shit all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like Kenny's. Kenny's like a legit nice producer. Like no disrespect to Murder Beats, but like I saw him break down like the Motorsport video one time, and he's just like, "Oh, I use this loop." Mm. Like someone else sent him, and I know a lot of guys do that, so that's why I'm kind of like a little skeptical about it. I'm like, mm, you know, loops are somewhat essential to the music, especially if that entire loop becomes the song. Like that's the most famous part of the song, but you didn't make it, but you're getting production credit for it. You mm. see, you see the the thread I'm pulling on. So that's why I'm kind of like, ah, steer mm. clear of that one. <laughs> yeah, nah. I hear you said I'm sitting here like googling shit too now because I'm actually interested in the, trying to think of new songs. Yeah. Yo, I would. So see, Diddy, uh, I guess Diddy used to be a party host. That's actually how he got his start, yeah. kind of like in music. He used to party host, but spin not spin records, but he used to like curate music. He's a songwriter and record producer. So I mean, I don't know. I think he would have a hat in that versus Dre, because I feel like Dre is like a name that nobody really. I mean, they've thrown in, but I obviously it's Dre. Like, who's gonna fuck with Dre? Like, yeah, uh, that's a that's a good point though. The, the Diddy version. I think that's that's pretty comparable. Yeah, because I mean, Diddy just comes from that era, though. So, like, when you, you know, like, I know, like, people, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, right now, nobody's, we're not going crazy about him, but, like, the, like, you know, he's heard so much music. So, you know, when you kind of, like, I'm not going to compare him to Quincy, but obviously when you say, when you look at somebody that has just been around for so much music, has been around to, like, ride around, ride along with so many artists on their careers and just, you know, whether it's Biggie, you know, all the f- failures of the various groups that he's had, but, you know, Mace. Yeah. And then, you know, you just look at all the artists that he's rode with. Like, 
and obviously he's a billionaire now, so you know, like for shitty reasons, unfortunately. But you yeah, know. that's a good point. Like, yeah, Diddy would definitely hold look at new. I'm looking at new guys. A new yeah. girl, Take Heath. I, I honestly don't think Take Heath is. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's some new guys that would like do good. Like I feel like what uh, who's a beat me? Uh, Metro Boomin. He would do good. Oh hell uh, yeah, and yeah, he would do some, really good. Boomin got some beats. I am not gonna lie, and he yeah. Oh, Turbo. Run that back, Turbo. Turbo, yeah. yeah. Turbo would do good. I guess Mustard would do all right. Have a DJ Mustard. I don't oh, like no, calling Mustard. No, I think I would see Mustard versus... Oh, shit. Yeah, Mustard would do crazy, yeah. son. He would go crazy in this. Oh, my, son would, my son would have Roddy Rich. He would have Mad Roddy Rich. Yo, I think the West Coast discography from Mustard alone is, is ridiculous. Yeah, nah. It would be incredible, son. He would really... He would really, really be shitting. Yeah, Mustard, Mustard. Oh, wow. And I used to hate him because I'm like, the fuck is going on? All his beats sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't hate because the shit sound hard. So. Yeah, no, nah, that shit sound hard. Word. Um, I don't even know. I feel like we haven't heard any, like a lot of people mentioned from just like the, I would say what, the mid, like middle of the country. Like not mid, like what is that? Midwest or mid east? Like Chicago, like. Oh, I would see like a. Uh, like outside of Ye, I feel like Ye is just literally the only name they said they said from that era, like Oof. general. Oh man, you know what would have been really good to see a Chief Key versus Pop Smoke one. Oh my god, that would have been so hard. I was actually thinking something like that. I was thinking um, Young Chop. Like I don't know why. Obviously, he's been on social media for all the wrong reasons recently. But Young Chop is definitely like the sound of Drill Chicago. So yeah, like he definitely would go. He he would definitely match up well with somebody from like Atlanta or something. Like, yeah, that'd be a good little battle. Yeah, now there's definitely a lot of those. Like, there's a lot of those spread out throughout uh, music that there would be some good matchup. Apollo to the Apollo uh, the Don versus Drummer Boy. Those are mm. both like early 2000s producers. They got some good hits under their record, but like, yeah. the, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything from a while, so I'm not even gonna try to shit and be like, well, they haven't made anything in that long. <laughs> yeah, I think, but you know what? All in all, like this, I think what this speaks to. It's like like my takeaways just from like all of these battles is that specifically like the importance like it, it really speaks to the importance of the production and like your music and the songwriters like you know like before I feel like this like has occurred like because you know obviously I feel like through time I've been more and more up on you know just knowing more about my music you know as a kid growing up you kind of just hear music on the radio you hear the artist. Okay, yo, I know Jay-Z made this song, or I know Beyonce made this song. I know Kanye yeah. West made this song. But you don't know anything about the music behind it. You know, and you know, obviously, you know, meeting people like you, you know, you becoming my best friend. And you know, I know you do beats, you make music. So, you know, you learn the idea of a beat maker and uh, what it means to be a producer. And yeah. you know, you, you start to see those things and then people that sing, but you know, not make maybe not necessarily have the face for it. So what do they do? They become, they have careers in songwriting. So they write songs yeah. for stars. You know what I mean? That actually sing the songs for them. So you start to see those layers. But when you see these guys on the biggest stage, like the, the biggest of biggest of in those fields, those songwriters, those producers, they get on IG live and then they get to spin their tracks. It really shows you the importance because you're like, yo, wow, I did not know he wrote this track. Or wow, yeah. I did not know this beat, this iconic beat that's used or re, you know, revamped and reused in so many different ways was made by this guy that 
you know, nobody really knows. Or I know this guy to just be some artist, some B artist. He, you know, made a couple of hot songs, but he's not like the major star, but he made the beat or the right, wrote the verse for this major star that I love so much. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is very, very important. And, you know, just like my, I just wanted to personally shout out, you know, all producers and songwriters, you know, anybody yeah. who's doing things like that. Cause you guys are definitely, you know, underrated and under, like, I guess to say underpaid, underdeserved. All of that, man. You know, we yeah. We the amount of industry stories or horror stories I've heard from people about just not getting paid. As yeah, a like oh man, like I hear about it like all the time. At least you know, just when you see it on social media, you know, you you read the stories because you know, yeah, you know, obviously as us, we're all citizens. We're all like still on ground level, and you know, you'll see the people on social media send out the tweets. Oh, yo, how did I do this song for this guy? Or yo, this guy just took my beat. Or you know, he he just took my verse. I wrote this for him and he ain't paid me. Like, it's crazy when you see that. But, you know, just to see these guys get the shine right now, like they're the the icons, you know, obviously artists, they're not able to tour right now. Not a lot of them are even putting out music right now. I feel like it's really quiet right now. So the, the fact that the producers, the songwriters, they're getting their shine on right now, that's fire. Yeah, because they, they definitely need that recognition. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Like I think now people are starting to realize the value of songwriters or producers because so much of like rap today is driven by the beat. Mm-hmm. I think exactly. it, I mean it, it always has been, mm-hmm. but I feel like now it's it's super super emphasized because you know all the complaints are the direction of mumble rap, which is I hate using that term, but like the mm-hmm. direction of like less emphasis on like how much your words mean mm-hmm. over just trying to evoke a feeling. Like mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I want the shit to sound like this, or I want to hit these notes and sing it this way and mm-hmm. have like a bit of a flow, but it's like more about the overall sound of the song rather than like the lyrics all of uh most of the time. Like, you know, you got some artists, but like there's a lot of like trash rap out there where it's just you're not really saying shit in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about fucking thugger or nothing like that. I'm, I will never disrespect thugger. Don't don't ever play with me like that. I'll never disrespect Thugger. <laughs> yeah, nah. So, Thugger, Thugger is in his own like classification of music. Sonically, right. I'll my never ears. disrespect him. I'll yeah. never disrespect Lord um, Toxic Toxic Masculinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my son, son, my son Nevadius. <laughs> Nevadius. <laughs> Yo, that is a villain name, son. Yo, like, he was uh, born for this shit. He was born for his role, son. Oh, my goodness. Yo, they're really like night and day. Like, you listen to a Young Thug song, and like, he just sounds so happy. Mm-hmm. Singing about whatever he's singing about. Like, he'll be shooting somebody, but he sounds so happy doing it. And Future <laughs> just sounds like the dark side. He's just always in remorse, crying on song. Or... It's like the greatest thing here them on both tracks because it's like the devil and angel on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, nah, I really love those two. Those are definitely, like, my favorite two. At least from their, like, breed of artists. Like, those are easily my favorite two. Future and Young Thug. Yeah, like, oh, if I see them on the track, I'm like, listen, right now. I'm yeah, like, oh, it's immediately a hit. I don't think I've heard a bad, like, song from the two of those guys still to The today. only one I can say of Future is, like, Wicked. And it's not that bad. It's just, oh, this yeah. is very much a Future song, like a very yeah. Future song. Yeah, Wicked, you know what? Wicked is hard, but it's so weird. Like, I feel like it got played yeah, right? out, so it was... Oh, I got fucking murdered. Yeah, it got murdered on the radio, so, like, that's what played it out for me, but when, you know, if I actually, you know, if I banged it right now, I'm pretty sure I'll go crazy. I'll definitely be turned <laughs> up. I'll be like, wait, 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 wait. You haven't heard it in a while, though. Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard the shit. Exactly. Good point. Especially with this quarantine. Haven't been to the club and i don't even know how long you haven't even heard them play that shit in the club none of that so you know it's definitely been a while since i heard wicked yeah but um 
But oh, I'm trying to think of who else. Who? Well, that's mostly booming. Southside. Both yeah. The, both people who produce, or for both of them, they got they share a lot of producers. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't think you know because I, I I think from yeah from this genre era, like there's probably not too many that I would definitely want to see. But at the same time, like you know. I guess I, you know, I, I do like where it is, like the climate of who's kind of versing right now. I don't want to see too many, because I think what, didn't French Montana do, he, he versed somebody. Oh, yeah. You know, like you don't want to start seeing Wasn't him and Tory Lanez? Yeah, it was like him and Tory Lanez. Like, fuck? bro, nobody cares about your hits, man. Like, yeah, you guys I'm sorry. are like, yeah, like to me, like, you know, you want it to. You haven't to pass had your. Experience. Yeah, yeah. You, you haven't had your footprint in the game that people want to reminisce, like, yeah. about you to that exactly. extent. <laughs> You're not exactly. that important yet. Yeah, like if not you yet. are going to be that, not yet. Like, I don't know. Time will tell. I mean, time will tell. Not. Or at least, you know, I mean, at least, you know, if you're going to have a hit or one of those hits, you know, let the, the people will select you. You know, don't just do it because you guys want to do it. Let the people, you know, like select you because I think that's what makes it fun. You know, um, I guess like to to kind of like segue, though, I, I don't know. What do you think about... Um, the, the social media platforms potentially monetizing any of this stuff. Cause I feel like these interactions on there are pretty out of control. Like 300 K viewers, man, Tory yeah. Lanez and Drake had, I know that was in a versus, but they pulled in like, oh, like over 300,000 viewers. And I think that was the only the second time they said they've so, ever had 300 K viewers on IG live. So, that, you know, that shit is incredible. So monetizing and how like people can get paid for it or that like it'll become like how uh, like a YouTube, you get a certain amount of subscribers and then you start having ads getting plugged in and then that's how you make the money through the views. Are you talking like some exchange like that? They're just going to start throwing ads and <laughs> IG lives or. I think you hit a good point, actually. But like so like, do you think like that? maybe these artists should consider doing that, like bringing it over to a platform like usual. Because I don't know how Instagram works. Obviously, Instagram isn't a pay-per-view type of platform, yeah. you know? On I YouTube, think- I know, obviously, for videos you upload, if you are a monetized account, you get paid for the amount of viewership you're bringing in because of the ads that come that are involved. Now, on YouTube, I don't know how YouTube Live works. Do they get paid for live viewership as well? Or is it only for videos and if that is an actual bag to get into, do you think the artist should be doing that? Because I think they should. Because I, I, I actually, mean, and I, you know, just to kind of like, like I guess, end that question. I wanted to say um, specifically to answer what you were saying. I was asking more so, like, do you think like the social media vendors are going to try and monetize it in any which way they can? Because I know they were saying something about like the, the rumor was online, like, oh, yo, you know, they they put a hold on how many people you could have on live. I was, you know, there's a plethora of reasons why because I know people were doing bullshit on IG live. You know, Retchy P is one of he, he's literally the leader of bullshit on IG Live. He'd be inviting people oh, into do all yeah. the craziest type of Hulk and heroin, like yeah, like all types of wild. Gonna shoot somebody on that shit for him. Yeah, that's it's, when it's gonna get shut down. Yeah, he has some dude fire like popping pills and firing guns like out the window and shit. It was just crazy. Like, so I know like for that reason, you know, like they have legitimate reasons, but you know, I don't know if they're gonna try and get a grip around, you know, how much, cause you know, I got to assume that, you know, this shit is definitely stressful, you know, on their service. They're basically holding like television shows, like for hours on these things. Like this yeah. is 300, 400,000 people tuned in live. Like the bandwidth. The servers I are stressed. Yeah. Like this is something that I can imagine. Like they probably thinking like, all right, yo, we got to kind of like address this. Like so, somehow, yeah. some way we have to address this. But, you know, usually when companies want to get on these things, it's money-based, you know what I mean? So yeah. that, what do you think they're going to do? Or what do you think 
is going to happen with these viewerships and stuff like that? Um, well, firstly, yeah, I'm never going to say uh, they don't need... They, even if I say these artists don't need more money, whatever makes them money, they're going to do. So if they should capitalize off it, if it's going to actually make the money, by all means, go do move to IG Live and make money through that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do I think they're going to monetize it? I'm really not sure. Uh as far as I'm concerned, since Instagram is rolled into Facebook and Facebook primarily makes their money through advertisements, mm-hmm. um, I think the feed itself gives a decent amount of ads. And then I guess you can pay to promote, right? Or Yeah, because like I feel like, you know, you, they're running so maybe into it. You Actually, you had that, a good, like, that's interesting you said that. To promote, you know, mm-hmm. like if you want your IG Live to pop, like mm-hmm. other artists pay us and we'll promote it. Or maybe they'll do that. They'll, they'll do that, but expand upon it. So now imagine you've coordinated an IG Live for 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Now mm-hmm. they'll have posts. Instagram will now promote saying, tune in to X and X's 7 p.m. Instagram Live. If you're going to do mm-hmm. some shit like that, that on the regular feed or even stories, promoted stories, and it gets dropped in and it's an ad, but the ad is about tune into this person's IG Live. If they could do something like that, then yeah, because I think people or artists would want to pay. They would pay to definitely have their shit because then it would just pop up on people's timelines. They'd be like, oh, look, this is uh, so-and-so. Yeah, I'll tune in. Yeah. Like, I know you could, for the most part, I think you can achieve a lot of that stuff with, like, the promotion tools, like, I think in the Instagram app. I think yeah. I, I just more of, like, you know, I guess it was just more of definitely from that angle from the corporations because I feel like it is coming. I don't know how they're going to do it, but forget about it. They're not going to allow that to continue. For so, Like, I know me and myself, if I was getting that type of, if I was, like, the head of the corporation, I own Instagram. And I see, all right, these guys, like, just think about, like, all right, the money is generating probably for the artists. The artists are having a, you know, pretty much just like you said, you know, they're playing the music to 300,000 people. 300,000 people are then probably going into to iTunes and streaming their music. Like, they're getting thousands of plays, you know, tons of um, money being generated essentially from Instagram. And you, we've already seen Facebook and Instagram in the past try to pretty much get an ax on how people are, you know, advertising things, you know what I mean? Getting paid from social media, essentially. They they yeah. definitely tried to put a control on that in the oh, past, yeah. whether through like interactions, you know, alternating how that's visible, you know, who got followers, the amount of followers that's visible. All that stuff has been, you know, it's definitely been on their mind. So, I, I you know, I didn't want to at least put it past them. It was something to bring up, I thought. Um, as you were talking, I realized what they could do. You know what? They could do it like Twitch, where when you click on it, you get the ad. Mm. And then it plays it for however long you want to tune in. But let's say if you exit and you're clicking on to watch it for the first time or even return to it, they could play an ad. Mm. It could be like yeah, a 20-second no, ad. Like a nice 20-second ad in between yeah. it. Yeah, so they, yeah, because you know like something's going to be an actually, ad. That's a good point. Yeah, it has to be ad because I know right now what they have, they have that hour breakup, and that's just you could only broadcast straight for an hour. But I know what what they'll probably do is going to be some stupid update where it's like, okay, you can broadcast for an hour, but it, you know if any broadcast over like twenty minutes or fifteen minutes has to have like a thirty second ad inserted, or you know depending on a certain type of account or you know the amount of followers you have, you might have to have an ad inserted if you go live for over an X amount of time. Like, that is coming, because they definitely gonna... Man, like, everybody else that's losing money in this, they're gonna try and find ways to make money in this quarantine, you know? And I think it's it's definitely coming. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts, guys. (laughs) Yep. Because as long as we're inside, that shit's gonna keep happening. Yeah, nah, that's a Fendi. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess... 
that was pretty much all I think I had on that topic. Yeah. But all in all, uh, I mean, yeah, this quarantine, I mean, I've just been playing a whole lot of games, bro. I don't know what your week, what was your, how, how has your week been this, this past week? My like week? Uh, what the fuck did I do this week? Uh, yeah. Okay. Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yo, this is that's the quarantine effect. That's really the quarantine effect. Because honestly, uh, I dead ass had to sit there and think. Even as you said Monday, I'm like, what the fuck did I do Monday? Like, let me try to recap yesterday. All right, what did I do yesterday? Yesterday, what the fuck did I do yesterday? Yo, this is nuts. Oh shit. Um, yeah. No. Yesterday was Saturday. I woke up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I know i played doom oh i worked out mm. uh so worked out yeah yes, me sir. and we worked out together um oh yeah now word i seen ruthie she was flexing on twitter she was like yo son being in the or working out with my bro son they made the the home workouts light work son i said yo flex on them son flex on them you you already know oh my god because <laughs> like she never has done homeworks and when i uh home workouts and when i used to do working out i mm -hmm. worked out purely from home and like i loved it because you know i'm just home chilling i blast my music mad loud so i just moved my speakers into the living room we were just blasting it did that shit for like 45 minutes so that was cool then uh i took a nap and we made food mm. like we made lumpia which is like a, a filipino basically uh, uh like a, a spring roll filipino spring roll so rudy's mother told her how to make it so then we went straight to cooking that so that takes like prep because she has to roll them up and then i cook the shits so that's basically mm -hmm. what the fuck i did yesterday mm -hmm. uh, oh, no, watch tv and then did that Friday, I went for my walk. I did that long ass walk I was telling you earlier. Did two miles to two mm -hmm. miles back. So mm -hmm. that was mad exhilarating. Like halfway through, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm tired. But at the same time, I was like, nah, this was good. Like I, I really, really needed this. Yeah. Um, and dope. then the rest of the days is probably just sitting on my desk doing nothing. What about doing you? nothing? Yeah, not nah, pretty much the same, honestly. Like, like just a lot of doing nothing. You know, sitting at my desk. I, you actually, you know what? I let me not lie to the, the viewership and the listeners. You know, I've I've kind of definitely been more engaged on my streaming. I know I've definitely been tweeting it. I seen the streaming going up more. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, definitely streaming a lot more. You know, it's definitely getting locked in. You know, I've I've seen areas that I got to improve. At least, um, you know, my setup to at least get my experience to where I like it to be for the viewership. I think it's really really good right now though. But I definitely need to upgrade some computer parts. But that's definitely been fun, you know, just locking in on streaming. You know, I've definitely been having fun playing Warzone. I know I talked about that a bit last week, guys. But, uh, you know, this week, definitely been improving on the streaming. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I've been sitting at home, working from home, uh, you know, hitting on the camera, photography when I can. I've, I've definitely been trying to do the videography as well. I've been shooting a lot of videos. So hopefully I can put something together for the, the folks soon. And, yeah, uh, I've actually, you know, I've been also trying to figure out uh, a way for us to hopefully get our video aspect of this podcast going again, like okay. you know, remotely, where so that you know the the, the viewership can see our beautiful faces during these trying times, <laughs> you know, because I know they miss us, you know what I mean? But, oh man! <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of just been you know my time, man. That's that really has been it. Oh, wifey got the switch. 
She's been oh, yeah. fiending for that. I know she's playing. Isn't Ruthie and, and Wifey playing right they're now? They're playing right fucking now as we're recording this shit. Yeah. They're screaming. I, the, I think they're like the, the trio now. They all got the yeah. switch and they, they're going to they be They think playing. they're cool shit now. <laughs> yeah. All that time they used to berate us. Oh. Berate us for being video game nerds. Stop. Stop <laughs> with it, man. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Oh, yo, man. I cannot sing Doom Eternal's praises high enough. Like, it's just, it's that good of a game. Like yeah. for, it really is that reflex trainer. Wow, I, I actually, like you know I really need to download that because I keep I jumped off, do came back and like I was like oh shit I had to like relearn everything. But once I learned, it's like am I better than I used to be before? Like you find like oh shit like I'm actually starting to get this shit and like it's wow. rewarding when you actually become good at it because you're just like mowing shit down. You're dying less. Like in the beginning, you're gonna get to an encounter and like keep dying and then you'll get through it. You're like okay. Now it's like, all right, I might die once. And I'm like, I know I died because I did some dumb shit. Not because I was like overwhelmed. Wow. But yeah, it, no. it is. It's a hell of a reflex trainer. Because even with control, I'm like, I, I'm going to have to fucking learn this mouse and keyboard shit so I can be fucking flipping around. Flipping around. Crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. Drag shot and like mad far yeah. away. Like, yeah. Now that mouse and keyboard is, is undefeated for those type of uh, video games. I don't know. I've just been going hard on the, the war zone. I don't know. Like, That's your I'm, thing, though. COD is your thing. You, you know what is funny? I haven't, like, I have really not played COD because I didn't play Black Ops 4 at all. So I, I literally... I, I barely have, played it. Yeah, like, I was really detached from Call of Duty for a while. Like, video games overall has kind of slowly stepped back out of my life. But quarantine has brought it back in. And, like, I don't know. Like, I've just been playing a lot. I'm definitely trying to get better. I don't know if um there's any in particular reason because, you know, like, I don't know, like, especially now that I'm streaming... I would love to. I've always had the the uh, desire to do it, but I would love to try and play COD competitively, like seriously, because I know I'm damn good. Obviously, anybody who's yeah, played, you're good. You know, I'm I'm not like sitting here just blowing smoke on my ass. I'm pretty good. So like I I always thought like you know why not? You know I could definitely try and take this shit serious. Yeah. At least if I like worked at it the same way you know people work at their skills, you know why not? Give it a try. So I don't know. Stay tuned for that, fellas. Y'all, y'all might yeah. see that. You might stay tuned for that one. Yeah, stay tuned for real, for real. Cause and then keep them edits up so we could get some even better edits, yeah. yo. Oh yeah, nah, facts. Man. Level yo. up, yo. That would be crazy, yo. You guys yeah. so nice. You're just doing that shit full time and just giving mad hot edits. Yo, it's so crazy that you speak of the edits, cause like as I've been doing those little edits, and it, it's so crazy how much better you can do. Like when you do something one time, this next time you do it, you do it so much faster. And then like by the oh, time you think about that. the third one. It's like your mind is already thinking, I okay, yo, you know what? I did this, I'm, this one boom, time. Boom, boom, boom. It's done in your head now. It's done in your head. And then you're thinking about how you can already improve it. So like I'm thinking about like incorporating DSLR footage and different like, you know, you know, mini movies that maybe I could even shoot myself before incorporating it into the video. Yo, just so many ways that I could just like make cool montages. I don't know. I have so many ideas with this shit. That's why I'm like, I'm so, unfortunately, this is one of those bittersweet moments, you know, the coronavirus. It's it's definitely been a, a, a negative in my life, but at the same time, man, it's just been positive. It's allowed me to open my eyes and just really appreciate a lot of the old shit that I used to do and, and really find the joy in it again. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. That's good to hear. Yeah. And, you know, having something to be like, you know what? All right, my thing is sitting playing games right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Like right now, cool. you know, shit, it works, you know. Make it work, you know, make it work. Make lemon uh, lemonade from lemons. I was about to say lemons from yeah. lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> and my fucking fusing matter back together. Yeah. Talk to Manhattan shit. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So 
that is us for today. Appreciate y'all checking in with us. Thank you Thank for listening. You. Thank you for all the good feedback that people have been giving Tenny because I don't hear none of that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all yeah, my friends. Y'all fake, man. Yo, yo, fake, shout out bro. everybody that been giving me the positive feedback, man. I really appreciate it. You know, if this you give me positive feedback and you listen to this, we squaring <laughs> up when this is all over with gloves on. I'm talking yeah. the latex under the boxing glove. Nah, real rap though. Like, you know, really, I really, really nah. appreciate it because it's just crazy. Like, you know, I, in my wildest imagination, I'm not going to front. I, you know, you, you always have the idea, you know, you say things like, oh, you know, I want to do a podcast or, you know, just yeah. like we've always said, we wanted to do this podcast. I know justice was built for this, but me, I never in my idea. <laughs> nah, you're really think, nah, nah, I don't know. I, I really don't. Some days I wake up, I'm like, man, so I don't know if I'm really built for this. But, you know, the fact that people are saying they, they, they fuck with the shit that we talk about they relate to some of the stuff that we talk about. And, you know, I, I even think about what we were just talking about in pre-prod, you know, I, I know fellas about to relate with what we're coming with next episode that he, Oh my God. So it's just, you know, just knowing that we are able to relate to the people that, you know, I deal with on a day to day or the people that I know and just anybody in general, it's just dope. It's really, really dope. So, you know, shout out to, to all the fans and everybody that support and continue to tune in. I rock with y'all and continue to rock with us. Yes, that was that was wonderful. I'm not even gonna say nothing else. Hi, right, <laughs> y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yes, yeah, sir. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.